Welcome to Singing in Harmony with Heaven, a podcast in which we explore the ever-youthful, living tradition of Catholic sacred music and its renewal in the Church and our world today. These blogs were born from a book. It is a book which I have wanted to write for some time now, so as to share with others the fruits of my own quest for truth, goodness, and beauty in the realm of Catholic sacred music. But after almost two years and several hundred pages of writing, I have come to the realization that the message of this book might be more effectively communicated through the posting of installments, and this is for three reasons. Firstly, I think that for many people, the content of each chapter might often seem to be dense, and so one relatively short post at a time will hopefully be much more manageable and enjoyable for readers and listeners to assimilate. Secondly, I've discovered that as an educator, I personally function much better in the context of an ongoing dialogue. I thrive upon a sense of lively interaction with others in order for my words and thoughts to flow most naturally. Thirdly, as my hope is to help priests and church musicians and lay people with their present needs, this format allows me to address actual questions and issues as they present themselves along the way. Having said all this, I am still happy to be writing from within the structure, scope, and essential content of my original book, and I do plan to use it as a general map as we continue. Today, I'd like to share with you this map in some detail so that you can see where we are now and where we are headed. It's possible, just as with any adventurous journey, that we might need to make some adjustments to our charted course along the way. This format will allow us to do just that, or to linger as long as we need to on certain points as inspiration and prudence might lead us. Here then, first is a general overview. We're starting with a prologue, and we're about halfway through this prologue right now. I'm calling it Foundations. Part 1, Holy Repertoire, will easily take us through several months. Same thing with part two, which is humble artistry, and part three, the fire of love. Finally, I'll finish off with the epilogue. And now let me give you some details about each of these parts. Each each of the three major parts represents probably at least several months of content. In the prologue, of which we are presently in the middle, I am presenting general principles and preliminary considerations, which are meant to provide a foundation for the rest of the podcast to come. It is often appropriate to speak in general terms here. Maybe they even seem to be too general, but this is a necessary preparation for delving later into the many specific practical issues regarding sacred music that we face. Some of the topics which we still need to consider in this prologue are 1. 
the extraordinary and ordinary forms of the liturgy in regard to their music, and the interior reconciliation between the two of which Pope Benedict XVI has written. 2. Definitions. These are important for clarity in our continuing conversation, and they actually can be quite fascinating. 3. The quote-unquote aesthetics of adoration, and by this I mean a search for the proper relationship between beauty and the worship of God in spirit and truth to which we are called. Fourth, the loveliness of lowliness. This is a reflection on Mary's Magnificat and how it sheds light on our liturgical music, especially in the most humble of circumstances. In part one, Holy Repertoire, we will plunge into the important and ever-present issue of the choice of music to be sung in our liturgies. This will be oriented towards the many practical questions faced by priests and church musicians in this regard. But this practical orientation will also require us to examine various historical, theological, pastoral, and philosophical considerations. It is only through such study that we can approach our many practical questions with prudence and confidence. We will look more closely at the great traditional repertoire of the Roman Rite, especially Gregorian chant and classic polyphony. But we will also explore the important musical traditions of some of the 23 other rites of the Church, East and West. In doing this, our horizons can be broadened, fraternal bonds can be strengthened, and light can be shed on the fundamental principles which are common to all the rites and their music. We will also examine the great teaching doc documents of the Catholic Church, which deal with sacred music and parameters for its use in the liturgy. As mentioned before, this opens the door for further reflection on and understanding of the fundamental principles upon which these teachings are based. We will look closely at the real pastoral needs which we face today regarding the choice of music in our Masses. This will require that we make a thorough review of current standard repertoire and of the other new compositions which are available for our use. An important theme here, as in all these blogs and podcasts, is how can we have integrity in our approach? That is to say, how can we integrate all the essential components of sacred liturgical music in what we do at each Mass? Our music needs to be worthy of our great traditions, but it also needs to have the capacity to resonate strongly with the people who are in the pews and those with whom we wish to share the faith. I am convinced that the integration of these two seemingly disparate elements, while difficult, is indeed possible. It is in fact one of the great challenges which makes our work such an exciting adventure. In part two, Humble Artistry, we will take a look at the broad spectrum of skills, musical, vocal, and choral, which are necessary for the above repertoire to be sung to the glory of God and the edification of the faithful. Such skills most often take many years of diligent training and experience to develop to their maturity. Here my goal is not to provide such training, 
but rather to assure that people are well aware of its essential dimensions. Now, why do I insert the word humble here? There are at least two reasons beyond the virtue of humility to which we are all called. One, all of our creative capacities need to be oriented so as to allow the music to humbly but powerfully point away from itself to the transcendent reality of Christ's presence and gift of himself in the sacred liturgy. And two, in terms of its human dimension, this artistry is oriented towards serving the humble and the poor, which ultimately, from a Christian perspective, is all of us. Rather than satisfying the aesthetic pleasure of a sophisticated few, as such, it should also be generally attainable in some form in the most lowly of conditions as well as when great resources are available. But even when highly skilled singers, choirs, and organists are able to present magnificent music to the glory of God, this sacred music can only achieve its full stature through being rooted in this threefold humility. In this section, I will also address several of the logistical issues which are common to many parishes, issues having to do with acoustics, sound systems, location of the choir, coordination between priests and musicians, worship aids for the congregation, etc. Assuming that we have become competent in our choice of repertoire and in our singing of this repertoire, there is still another dimension which is ultimately the point of all our labors. In our music, as in all of life, we are called to love God with our whole being, with our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to draw others into this love. In part three, entitled The Fire of Love, we will look at how this gift of charity has been and is incarnated in sacred music through our cooperation with the charisms of the Holy Spirit, so as to draw ourselves and others more deeply into the loving worship of God. Finally, in the epilogue, I will attempt to wrap things up, answer remaining questions, and make a concluding review and summary in the light of final things and in the light of the heavenly liturgy. Your participation on this journey, through your thoughtful questions and input, is greatly appreciated. I wish you all a most blessed Christmas season and a new year filled with that peace that surpasses all understanding. Amen.